0: Bye. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, aka Missy Town Business, and this podcast is available on all platforms. So if you're on Google, Stitcher, Anchor, uh, Spotify, all of those things, or if you just Google us, (laughs) uh, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S, we out there. um, Appreciate the love and support, and we're going to run it back like a crack addict, but uh, (laughs) you know, last couple episodes, I was salty. You know, I was kind of mad, but... Man, you know, I think today I'm in a better mood. Um, you know, summer's kicking off next week, next exactly seven days from now, it will be my birthday. So, you know, shout out for another lap around the sun. Lord willing that we run it back next week. But you know, another lap lap around the sun. So I'm not gonna tell y'all how old I am because you know, I'll let y'all guess on that. <clears throat> but yeah, I am in a great mood because y'all, a lot of y'all listeners and a lot of y'all, you know, people out here, you know, that wanna want to try to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about, or, you know, I'm, I'm crazy for my, some of my takes, man, a lot of y'all going to have to eat crow, but first things first, before I even get into the show, shout out to my man Carl Nassib of the Las Vegas Raiders, um, who just came out and said that he's gay, um, you know, so shout out to him, um, for him to take that big, bold step, especially in a locker room like a football locker room where that can kind of, a, a, a individual like him can can feel intimidated by that, so You know, Carl Nassib is a great, um, a great defensive, you know, serviceable defensive end for the uh, for the Raiders, for my beloved Raiders. So, you know, I'm very, very proud of him. And I hope this gets more people who are feeling like they need to come out the closet, more courage for them to do it. So, um, you know, shout out to him. Had to bring that out there because it just came out today and it's it's, you know, it's all over social media and, you know. Definitely want to make this a a, a, a a family show and everybody's welcome. And, you know, being the fact that it's Pride Month and all that good jazz, you know, we want to make sure everybody feels included, inclusive in here. And that's what we're trying to push out here. So <clears throat> my man Carl Nassib, shout out to you, my man Salute. But, um, you know, shifting away from football because we're about 10 weeks away from opening weekend um, from, from football. So we're going to get into that a little bit later in the future. But <laughs> I'm clowning on a lot of y'all and we're going to start with these playoffs um the semifinals have wrapped up we're moving into the conference finals so basically the final four of the nba man what's up with your boy glenn rivers man i told y'all i told y'all i told y'all this dude is a fraud the dude ain't did nothing since 2008 couldn't he he is probably by far one of the most if not i'm gonna say between him and mike d'antoni they're probably the two of the most overrated coaches in the history of nba the only thing that saves Glenn Rivers, because we're not going to call him by his, you know, his nickname, because, bro, you ain't did nothing for you to keep your nickname. So we're going to call you by your government name. Your mama calls you Glenn Rivers. I'm going to call you Glenn. So that's what you're going to be called today. Um, Glenn, what have you done since 2008? Don't worry. I'll wait. Still waiting. Nothing. Um, You know, you you got a big three gimme ring with... uh. With the Celtics, you couldn't make adjustments when LeBron James and, and, and Chris Bosch headed down to South Beach. You didn't know how to adjust from there. You get the job at L.A. You couldn't even get out of the second round. And here we are again in the same predicament where you get a, a marquee job with the Philadelphia 76ers. And Ben Simmons somehow has regressed than what he was with Brent Brown was was the head coach. So now as much as people want to put the blame on Ben Simmons, and I'm going to get to Ben Simmons in a second. There needs to be accountability on Doc, on Glenn Rivers. Glenn, what was you thinking? You saw the man clearly out here taking four, five, four shots per game. We're not even talking about per quarter. For the whole entire 48 minutes. So theoretically, that I means the man was just really just literally just running up and down the court just getting exercise. Ben Simmons was just exercising. He was just getting pt I mean, I used to go run two miles a day for the Army PT test. That's pretty much equivalent to what Ben Simmons was doing. Maybe a couple of stopping and stopping, you know, starts and stops, getting some rebounds, oh, pushing the break. But other than that, bro, you ain't did nothing. So this is clearly a coaching issue. There's a lot of things going on in Ben Simmons' head. And like I said, he's not fully off the hook. But clearly, Glenn does not know how to make in-game adjustments. You see my man's out here struggling. You don't decide to put him, you know, you don't decide to put Maxie in the game. Um, which just doesn't make sense. You, you, you had all of the tools to make this happen. You had a bench, you have a, a backup guard. Um, you got George Hill out there. You had all of these different things that you could have utilized and you didn't, bro. You didn't. You had thigh boy that you could have put in. You could have put Maxi in there. You could have put George Hill in there. And I'm not, I mean, like I said, you put Maxi in there for 14 minutes. Come on now. Um, George Hill is a proven stud in the NBA, a, a serviceable point guard. You only put him in there for 22 minutes. I mean, come on now. Um, yeah, so you know, Joel Embiid, you know, he he did everything he could do on one leg, on one leg, basically, you know. And 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 shout out to Joel Embiid, he sucked it up and and, and buckled down and, and got it to going. But you know, at, at what you know, at what point does this man need what more do you want from this man to do? Because he clearly did everything that he could possibly do. Um, it, it's just I, I don't get it, and I didn't like I said. Ben Simmons, you, this offseason, you talking about you don't want to play for the Australian national team because you want to work on your game. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that's probably counterproductive. I think he probably needs to play for the Australian national team so that he can actually still get some some real-life, real-good top-notch competition. Because he's probably going to play Team USA. He's probably going to play Cats Like Argentina, Spain. Like they're, they're, The game of NBA is a global sport now, so... You just working on your game in an empty gym right now, I don't think that's gonna work. When you're out here freezing, being a 6'10 guard, and you're out here nutting up against Trey Young right under the hoop, just giving up free giving up a free dunk, it's in your head, man. You need to you need repetition right now. You need in, in live in-game repetition. You can shoot in the empty gym all you want, but it really doesn't matter until you tar- t- start taking shots in the actual real life game. And I think for him to play for the Australian national team, it probably would be more beneficial than him just staying in LA doing whatever it is that he do I don't even know if he is he taking one of the generous still maybe that's what the problem is I don't know but Ben Simmons you got a lot of work to do but I will say this and I said it earlier today on on my um one of my social media feeds yo maybe the the 676ers got it wrong maybe they should have traded away Markel Fultz or they should have kept Markel Fultz and gave Ben Simmons away to get a cap like a Jason Tatum or a Jalen Brown just saying you know, and I'm not saying Markel Fultz is the next Ben Simmons, but I'm pretty sure Markel Fultz ain't giving up no no buckets at the bottom of the rim, and if you've seen what Markel Fultz did before he got hurt with Orlando, this man was a whole new dude, so just saying, just throwing it out there, what if the Sixers, you know, the, I think just in the process, it's over Glenn Rivers gotta go Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons, one of them two gotta go and, and I, I don't see where what, 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 what more can Glenn Rivers do for this team is my question for y'all. Man, you can email the show at sportsbusiness at gmail.com. What more can Glenn Rivers do? Because, I mean, clearly this guy has a phobia of getting to the conference finals. He, he has a phobia. Um, giving up too many 3-1 leads. He has one of the worst Game 7 records ever. Um, So I, I don't know what, what else can you do. But I think he got to go. And I think just the whole regime. Elton Brand, the GM, he got to go too. Like, he has not been the best GM. Um, I don't know who the predecessor was. I can't think of his name right now, but I mean, I don't know. But Elton Brand, you ain't did nothing to make this team that much better. You let Jimmy Butler go. Um, you know, you you got you signed Tobias Harris to a max contract, which, I mean, it's cool. But I would have tried to keep Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris. You let Jimmy Butler walk. So it's just not a good look. And, I, and, 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 and Joel Embiid this year really stepped his game up. And, I mean, he had an MVP caliber year. And if we taken in anything away, you could have possibly gave it to him had he not got injured. So, there's just a lot of things. But this is just a bad look for the 76ers, but a great look for the Atlanta Hawks. And, and you know, they're coming into playing the, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're playing with house money at this point. This is a team that nobody expected to probably even beat the New York Knickerbockers in the first round. And here they are, four wins away from getting to the NBA Finals. For the first time in like over 50 years of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, the, the the Hawks at this point they're playing with house money. They have you know the Hawks they, the Hawks should be the loose the most loose team out of the the final four teams in the in the conference finals. They ain't got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So if they even get swept by the Bucks, it's not a bad look because nobody expected them to be there. And they can utilize gain this experience with Clint Capella, that hunter dude. Um uh, 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 you got uh, Trey DeBarge out here getting it in, so you got all of these different young Thundercats out there that are going to just get better this year, and they're going to take this experience, grasp it in, and, and make it mad dash and probably in a in a very wide open Easter Conference. And you know the cool thing about this is, is that you know out of the final four teams, I don't really know who's going to win the chip. Don't really know. I mean, you can give a you can give a strong argument for all four of these teams. Atlanta's probably the hottest team. Milwaukee just had a uh, uh, an emotional series where, you know, they can ride that wave and they on paper, they should be able to sweep. Uh, I'm going to say they should be able to They They will sweep them. But this is a team that could probably sweep the Hawks, um, barring if they do everything correctly. Um, and, and, and shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks for doing it. Um, they made me feel a whole lot better being the fact that I don't have to worry about number 11 for the Brooklyn Nets, even stepping foot on the court for the rest of this playoff. So, um, maybe he can go on his walking stick and, and, and do other things that he likes to do. But, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about that series real quick. And we're going to put a table in that and, 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 and talk about the, the, the Nets against the the Bucks. Cause that was, man, that game seven was one for ages, and, and I had a, a nice little, Group of party. I had a little party here at the house, and it was a, it was probably about uh, I don't know about fifteen to twenty people here at the house, and all of us was glued to that tape to that to the TV. And man, as a as a diehard Golden State Warrior fan, I, I it was just it was just very 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 sad and happy to see you know what Kevin Durant is practically back to what he was, and, and Kevin Durant put that team on his shoulders and did everything he had to do to try to even get get remotely close to winning winning that and getting to the conference finals. I'm going to tell you right now who's, who's fault it's not. It ain't James Harden's fault. I mean, I think James Harden, I mean, as each game got, as he came back each game, he looked better and better. But that ain't James Harden's fault. Um, you know, some people say that it probably is because he came in the season overweight, unconditioned. According to my sources, that was, he, he didn't look like that. And apparently some of that stuff might have been photoshopped, but that's neither here or there um but that's not James so that game is not on James Harden um I blame that a little bit on Steve uh Steve Nash you know Steve Nash is a rookie coach and you got a dummy like Mike D'Antoni whispering in your ear trying to give you bad bad advice I don't know why you would hire him as as one of your assistants but I blame that on coaching And, and also you know they also said that um initially when they did hire steve nash you know you had cats like number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets saying that they don't need a coach they can figure it out but what about cats like joe harris who just stunk up the floor and just just couldn't shoot nothing if if he couldn't even shoot a layup if he was wide open that's how bad he was what about these other young thunder cats that just needed help that weren't able to get help you thought about yourself number 11 you didn't think about a legitimate coach that can help the overall team so once again that that's that's um, that that's you know I'm putting this on number eleven a little bit, but I will say this: they got one more year to figure this out, and after that, they got this season coming up. And I think Kyrie and or, I'm sorry, we don't say his name right here. Number eleven and Kevin Durant, they can come off the books. I think James Harden will be a free agent next season. Um, so they got one more year to figure this out, and, and if it ain't, then here's the here's, here's the here's where the where the, road hits the, where, the, where the road hits the division. Like, this is where things start splitting up. KD can go anywhere and, and get signed to a team. Number 11, he's already been proven to be a cancer in Cleveland. He was a cancer in Boston. Uh, James Harden, you know, we don't know what his, his MO is looking like, but will people want to get him as they start to age and get around that, you know, that 32, 33, 34 age group. Do you still want to sit here and build your team around these cats? I don't know. KD's going to get a free pass anywhere in the NBA, but I'm just saying, does the Brooklyn Nets, are they still all in with these three on the table, and if they don't win a championship next year, because you got to think about it, the Atlanta Hawks are going to be a, 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 a high confidence team, the Milwaukee Bucks, barring however they go do this this postseason, and you know, at this point, they might win the championship, they, they possibly could, um, you know, but, you know, and New York is right there, you don't know what this free agent class is looking like. Um, I know it's not too many names out there floating around, but you don't know what can happen. But I'm just saying, I think the Brooklyn Nets got one more year to figure it out. If not, I don't know if this the, the these these cats stay together. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, it's just proven to me that you can't do it. So we'll see. Now, shout out to um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He, he got it together. Um, you know, he had the Ben Simmons, the yips as far as free throws and things like that, but he kept driving to the hole. You know, he, 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 he tried to shoot free throws, and, you know, whether whether he was making them or not, he was still aggressive. He still figured it out. He still put up 40-some-plus points and got his team to the conference finals. That is what an MVP is able to do. Put your team on your back. Get your support to get the others. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday came up very, very, very big in the fourth and overtime periods, um, including that huge defensive stop when KD airballed that last game, game-tying shot in, in the overtime or going through in overtime trying to get to the second overtime stopped them. So, you know, the other stepped up for the Bucks. Um, you know, with this probably being the hardest series for them, you know, the the, the hardest series that they just passed up, they should be fine going against the Hawks. But we'll see. Um, um you know, it, it it'll be a very, very fun series and hey, it is what it is. Shout out congratulations to the Bucks. I wish I could say I feel sorry for the Brooklyn Nets. I do, but I don't. Um, you know they they did, they did this to themselves they they did this to themselves they were too arrogant this whole year you know you had number 11 out here just you know checking in and checking out whenever you felt like it um i don't know any other jobs where you could just be like hey i'm like, I'm i'm just gonna be gone for two weeks i know when i was in the army you just don't get up and just walk away and just be like i'll be back when i'll be back now i just don't really work like that my current employer i just can't be like hey i'm going on I'm, I'm just gonna be i'll be i hit y'all up when i feel like i'm I don't know. I don't know what's up with my man's attitude, but hopefully this humbled him a little bit this this season and hopefully he'll have a better attitude. Highly doubt it. Really don't care, but it's whatever. But um, yeah, the Bucks and the Hawks are now in the Eastern Conference finals. That should be a banger, hopefully, but also I could see it getting real ugly too, so we'll see. Um, and you got the Western Conference, man. <laughs> What'd I tell y'all about the Utah Jazz? I told you them dudes was a fraud, a fraud, and more of a fraud. I said... The Jazz had to win the NBA championship for me to even believe that they were a legitimate team, and I said I still probably wouldn't believe in even if they did win the championship. Now, luckily, we don't have to worry about it because they didn't even make it to the conference finals. And then I got to thinking. I said, "Man, I don't think I've ever met a Utah Jazz fan." And I started asking around to people. I said, "Yo, like, you know, I live in the I, I live in I live in Nevada, and I'm like uh, a couple hours away from Utah." They don't even sell Utah Jazz paraphernalia here. Like, everything is is Lakers and and whatnot, and I got to thinking, and this is where I need y'all to hit me up, people. Do you know any Utah Jazz fans that that are legitimate Jazz fans? I can't name one. I can't. I know more Buck fans than I do Jazz fans. It's crazy. Does anybody root for the Utah Jazz? I'm just saying. I know the NBA's happy that the Utah Jazz ain't making it to the NBA Finals, I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) I can assure you that, that they're for revenue, they are not mad that the Utah Jazz did not make it to the uh, Conference Finals, or even to the NBA Finals. But man, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Utah Jazz. The LA Clippers exposed who I think is one of the most, there's two overrated players. There's a couple of overrated players in the NBA. One is Rudy Gobert, and I, the, 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 I don't understand why they keep saying that this man is the Defense Player of the Year. He's not. You could have gave it to Ben Simmons, and you can also gave it to Draymond Green, because the only thing that Rudy Gobert is able to do he is a rim protector. When you drag him outside off of that rim, outside of the, the the restricted circle, he ain't nothing but me out there looking stupid as you know what, because he can't work guard. He can't guard a chair standing in front of him when he comes outside of the paint. And that's what the LA Clippers did uh, game seven this past Friday. They just exposed him. They started and they didn't miss. That's one thing too. They did not miss. But. Rudy Gobert is one of the most overrated players in the NBA. And I'm going to tell you somebody who's probably robbed the NBA blindfolded and nobody's ever seen it happen is Mike Conley Jr. Bruh, how is this dude one of the highest paid players ever in the NBA? And this dude is probably one of the, the one of the most overrated point guards ever. The dude missed a whole bunch of games because of a hamstring injury. He got exposed again. And it's like anytime there's a big moment, he is a baby Chris Paul. And, and the, the difference between him and Chris Paul is when Chris Paul's on the court, he actually proves it. He actually produces. Mike Conley Jr. does not do anything. He has not done anything. And the, I don't understand why this dude has gotten a pass for so many years in the NBA. And again, he didn't do nothing. He was missing information per usual. I'm telling you right now, if I'm Spider Mitchell, man, I want out. I want out. I try to see if I can go up to Portland and try to do a trade for CJ McCollum, maybe move him up there. Um, but I'm gonna tell you right now, ain't nobody gonna sign with Utah as a free agent. And I don't know what type of assets they got. You know, they got a whole bunch of Utah, you know, you got cats like Joe Ingalls. That's a very Utah-ish player right there. Joe Ingalls, you know, not an athletic type of player, but fits the mold of a, of what the state of Utah probably would look like. Um, Jordan Clark saying, you know, he's a six man of the year. Cool. But you know. He's also known to be not showing up in big time games. Think about Alou. I believe that was the 2017 NBA Finals or 2018 NBA Finals. Or yeah, that had have been 2017 NBA Finals. Missing information then too. So just a bad. I mean, it's that's it's a, that's a good regular season team, but at the end of the day, we live in we live in a day and age where regular season. This ain't the NFL. You can have a great regular season, but if you ain't winning the playoffs, it don't mean nothing. Um, at least in the NFL, if you have a good regular season, you know people can ride on that. But the NBA you can have a good really here's the thing about the nba it's usually championship or bust because theoretically you got an nba draft especially this year i can't even name you three players in fact it took it, i was i forgot today i had to really think about it really really hard that baylor actually beat gonzaga that's how much of an afterthought college basketball was this year i'm pretty sure a lot of y'all you forgot about that needless to say i don't know three players that are worthy enough in this uh draft that are going to make a big a big splash in this year's draft class. So it's either championship or you're going to have to tank. And and it's just not it's just you can't be in the 10 to 15 of the 10 to picks 10 to 15 in the lottery and, and think that you're going to get a transitional a superstar. It just it don't work like that. So I mean, I don't know what Utah Jazz got to do, but hey I'm not mad that they lost either because didn't nobody would see that. And they, you know, maybe maybe the voters can start, kind of start seeing, you know, what an actual defensive player of the year should be. What are the qualifications? You know, because, you know, people got played this year. People got played real bad. So, you know, shout out to the Clippers. It's going to be really, really interesting. I know they, they barely lost to the Phoenix Suns yesterday. Kawhi Leonard out for the next game possibly don't know what's going to happen for him the rest of the seats for the rest of the series um don't uh, don't know what Chris Paul's status is going to be but if Chris Paul comes back man I don't know I, I think that might be a quick series too but hey Paul George redeemed himself Paul George had a great game seven he had a great game one again so um you know we'll see what ends up happening um you know maybe Paul George can put the team on his back and, and, and go but Especially, but when you got a cat like Devin Booker who's out here just balling out of his mind, hey, it is what it is. And side note, I got to tell you right now, man, DeAndre uh, Ayton's probably like one of my low-key favorite players in the NBA. Like he was, he was a former number one overall pick. Um, but you know, that's one thing that uh, the Suns were able to do against the Nuggets is that they exposed Jokic because DeAndre Ayton is a great offensive player. He's he's, he's very under. He's a very underrated. He's got all the moves. He was very, very good at the University of Arizona. This guy had all of the moves. He could step all the way up to the three-point line. So there's no, there's no days, there's no off-possessions when you got to go up against DeAndre Ayton. He graduated about 10 to 14 boards a game. He's a great rim protector. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta say, DeAndre Ayton is probably one of like, my one of my low-key favorite players in the NBA, man. He's really, really good. And, you know, he's a great pick. He, he's a great fit for the Phoenix Suns. And, and and I, you know, the Suns, that's another team. Hey, we could have a Bucks Suns finals. Easily, hands down, and I wouldn't be mad at that at all. So, um, man, I told you, I, I'm just so happy, just so happy. Um, I told you all the Jazz were a fraud. I told you Glenn Rivers was a fraud. I told you the Brooklyn Nets—they got some soul searching to do. Um, I think they'll be back next year, but you know, you gotta you gotta get a full off season of these Cats um, rehabbing. I hope that they get an actual off season this season, um, but then again, there's a lot of guys that are already committed to the Olympics, so we'll see how that goes. But Man, you know, this is what happens, man. After When I say I told you so, y'all need to be listening to the podcast. too. I keep it 100. I tell y'all things that other people ain't going to tell you. I do things because I tell you how I feel. And sometimes I hit, sometimes I, I, I miss. But i tell you one thing. I'll be hitting when it comes to MSN, NBA stuff. This is what I do know. I do know this and I do this for a living. Um, but, yeah, I hope y'all enjoy that portion. But uh, before we dip on out of here, we got to talk about this uh, dummy of the day for the Sports Business Podcast, man. You know, we just celebrated Juneteenth for the first time. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to give the Sports Business Podcast... I'm going to give two... two. No, nah, I'm going to give it. Just do one. Do one. So, uh this past Friday, President Biden... Which, hey, y'all. How many of y'all be forgetting that dude's like our actual president? Like, it ain't nothing... Not to get too political, but like... How many of y'all be forgetting like that dude is actually the dude that's in office? Because I'll be forgetting like... I'd be thinking that the this, this, this seat's just vacant. Um, <laughs> just just the way it is. I don't know if it's because he's doing his job or he just, you know, he'd be on huddy. I don't know, but I'd legitimately be forgetting like that dude is our commander-in-chief. None, none, this is another here They're Not saying that he's doing a good job. Not saying that he's doing a bad job. I'm just saying, I'd be forgetting. So, again, I forgot that the commander-in-chief is Joe Biden. He signs into a bill that Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. Cool, I'm with it. Shout out to to to, to all of the uh, lawmakers that even started pushing this. But I got I got a beef. So you know you gotta you, the the House has to send it to the you know the House has to pass it. The Senate has to, to pass it. And then once when it's both passed, it goes to the President for the President to sign it off. Apparently, there were 14 House representatives that voted no for Juneteenth. <sighs> let me let me just. My, let me just get my life together real quick. Let me let me get my words together on this. Do you know how much of a racist you got to be <laughs> for you to not want to have an extra day, a paid day off as a federal employee? A paid day off. Do you know how much of your racism shows where you don't even want a day off to just, just it don't even matter. Where you don't even want a day off where you don't have to sit there and, and work you could put an out of office message on there. You could do all of this stuff. Man, them 14 representatives, house reps, that 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 is that it that, that ain't nothing but racism right there, bruh. There's nothing you can you can you can cover up. You know, and there was one house rep that said, well, if we if we uh, if we if we give Juneteenth to how about Native American Day? Well, if you go to the state of California, they already have Indigenous People's Day. Um, actually, if you really want to keep it 100, why don't you change Christopher Columbus Day and just change it to Indigenous People's Day? Because most states don't even acknowledge the Christopher Columbus holiday. Um, they, they're changing it to Indigenous People's Day. So, why don't you do your homework there, my man? But um, yeah, so I, I, I got the, the names of the, the Republican members of Congress that said no were Representative Mo, Mo Brooks from, from Alaska, Andy Briggs from Arizona, Scott, the, 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 I don't even know your last name. Some dude from Tennessee, Tom Tiffany from Wisconsin, Doug LaMafia from, from California, Mike Rogers from Alabama, Ralph Norman, South Carolina, Chip Roy, Texas, Paul Gosar, um, Arizona, Tim Linknot, another one from California, Matt Rosendale from Montana, Ronnie Jackson from Texas, Thomas Massey from Kentucky, and Andrew Clyde from Georgia. You 14 members are the dummy of the day because you're raising the show to the point where you didn't even want the day off. I don't know about y'all, but I love having me some day off. That means I get to go to sleep. I get to sleep in. I get to work on projects. I get to hang out with my family. I get to do all these different type of dope things. I ain't got to think about stuff. And you 14 people didn't even want to do that. Not to mention, y'all don't even work 365 days a year. You're only in session. Half of that, if that. So for you to even say no to that just shows you what type of racist you are. So you 14 people are by far the racist um, sports business podcast dummy of the day, which is the point where you guys voted no on having Juneteenth as a federal holiday. So, I mean, I'm going to tell you all like this. I hope you all know these people's names. I hope you all, when it comes out to these midterms, when it's time for you all to vote this coming November, you all look at these names and remember that these 14 people were so much of a racist, they didn't want to even give you all a day off. That's some low down dirty stuff right there, man. So, hey, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. We're going to run it back next week. Uh, My name is Eric Compton. You can find me on Instagram at Monday Compton. You can find me on Twitter at Sports Business. You can also email the show. You can also check out our website. Like I said, this podcast is available on all platforms. So other than that, y'all stay safe. Y'all love on each other. And we out of here. We're going to run it back next week.